0: with Hashem's loving grace. Welcome to Amuna Beams with your host, Lazer Brody. Today's podcast is entitled, The Tenth Man. Every day here in Israel, we read about another strike, another demonstration, and another threat to paralyze our country. These are terrible threats from within. Both the pro and anti-judicial reform factions, as well as Israel's different political parties, are each other's throats. They're all contributing to the intramural hate and that's why I don't support any of them. They don't represent the nation of Israel or national unity. Let me tell you about the real Israel, the Israel that we need to prevent the destruction of our country and to bring Mashiach. I had the privilege of serving an outstanding IDF combat unit. During the years when I was in active duty, the elite units contained a disproportionate amount of young men from Kibbutzim and Moshevim, Israel's version of farm boys. Well, many of these kibbutzniks in our unit came from the Shomeret at Seir Kibbutzim. This is the furthest to the left kibbutz organization that was fiercely anti-religious. They regarded religion and rabbis as archaic and coercive. For them, the Torah was nothing more than a guide to ancient Jewish history and folklore. So they viewed religious people as their rivals. Well, socially, I got along with these farm boys in our unit because I was a farm boy myself living on a kibbutz albeit with a thick American accent that they had fun joking about. Although I wasn't religious at all at the time, I had an affinity for Judaism because I had fond memories from the conservative synagogue that my parents belonged to back in Silver Spring, Maryland. While well, my buddy Shuki was a big husky soldier in a unit, he was the only one from Jerusalem. Although his favorite activity on furlough was attending Saturday afternoon home games of his favorite National League soccer team, Beitar Ushalayim, when he went home, he'd put on a kippah on his head in deference to his religious father. Shuki, in any, anyway, he ate what he wanted and dated who he wanted and did whatever he wanted because the boundaries of Torah were not exactly something he adhered to. Shuki and the kibbutzniks would argue politics all the time, especially since they were leftist Ashkenazis and he was a rabble-rousing Sephardi right-winger whose dad was a big activist at Menachem Begin's Herut party. At any rate, everybody loved him because he was a stand-up comic who kept us rolling with his humor. We had just come back from a dangerous mission. In our unit, we had a weird reaction. We'd be more afraid and uptight after a mission than we were before the mission. After the mission, we'd all replay in our minds everything we had been through and everything that could have happened. Before a mission, no matter how good the intel was, we really didn't know what to expect. But that time, thank God, nobody was hurt and there were a few precarious moments, to say the least. After we did what we had to do, we returned to our jump-off base, and all of us were still clamp-jawed and very tense. Our unit commander, with the brass of Northern Command, they greeted us. Well, together with them was Captain Rena, our unit welfare officer, who handled all the personal problems of everyone in the unit. We were about to be debriefed in a highly security-sensitive mission, and we didn't know what Captain Rena was doing there. Well, she went straight to Shuki. She informed him that his father had died the day before and was already buried in Jerusalem. Since we spent 36 hours before the mission at a quarantine base with final drills and briefings and cut off from the outside world, Shuki wasn't informed of his father's massive heart attack and speedy exit from the world. Now he wouldn't be able to attend his dad's funeral. As gentle as Captain Rena was, the news hit Shuki like a ton of bricks. His heart broke and he broke down and sobbed Deep, heart rendering sobs. Well, Shuki pulled an olive green rag out of his pocket and dried his eyes and then blew his nose. He then snapped back to himself. I'm going to say Kaddish, he said with conviction. I need ten people. Well, there were three officers, and we were seven, including Shuki. But there was one problem Yuval was the tenth man. His mother was a key leader in the Shomaratseir movement and an atheist. His father was a die-hard atheist who believed in nothing and blamed all the world's ills on religion, including his own. Yuval would no sooner say a prayer than he'd pledge allegiance to the government of Syria. Without him, we'd only have nine men. At two in the morning, there was simply no other people around. Washuki well, didn't hesitate. He always did what he had to do, and this was no exception. He began the Mourner's Kaddish with a tone of mixed pain and conviction, Yitgadal v'yitgadash me rabah, with a shaking voice. Well, Yuval put his hand on his head. When everybody said amen, he did too. The love of a brother-in-arms was much stronger than any anti-religious ideology that he learned while growing up. He was the 10th man, and like everything else he did, he never disappointed anyone. I always get tears in my eyes when something reminds me of that moving moment that happened nearly 50 years ago. The real Israel, the Israel I know, is the Israel of the Yuval's and the Shukis, an Israel where everyone pulls together in unity. It's the Israel that we've seen here in Ashdod, when Russian, Ethiopian, and Haredi Jews take cover in the same bomb shelter, when a rocket attack catches people in the middle of fruit shopping, in the market on Friday morning. It's too bad that we have to wait for Hamas and Hezbollah to bring us together. Well, the reason I don't like elections and political parties is because they tear people apart and emphasize our differences rather than our common denominators. The word in Hebrew for political party, miflaga, comes from the word root lefaleg, which means to separate. What our country needs now is not one party or the other. We need less bickering and more mutual respect. As it is, Hashem decides everything here anyway. Any connection between the politicians and their platforms is purely coincidental. So with judicial reform, or without judicial reform, it's gonna be the same anyway, as we've seen time after time in recent years. The conventional media here mark its dissonance and bad-mouthing, and that might be good for business, but it's bad for Mashiach. Sure, observing Torah is important, but the holy temple is destroyed because of intramural hate. To rebuild the temple, we must pull together. There is no choice. Hashem will not settle for anything less. And there's one thing I promise you, Shuki and Yuval will be arm-in-arm at Mashiach's coronation. May it be soon. Amen.